Thank you for listening to Sports Key to Wrestling. While you're here, why don't you check out the other podcasts in this same feed? Hours of free stuff every single week from us, including weekly episodes with Dutch Mantel, Bill After, Rings and Rambles with your takes, texted in live as we record, and so much more. And while you're at it, help us out. Help us climb up the old internet ladder by giving us a five-star review on whatever app you're listening on. What's going on, everybody? This is Dr. Chris Featherstone here for yet another episode of the Legion of Raw. I'm here with none other than the former WWE head writer. That means that he was the head writer of WWE, the one who wrote the head. So you can consider him the raw head of the table when it comes to creative writing uh, during the Attitude Era or era, however you want to say it. He's the one who is able to flex his biceps by uh, putting his thumb on his nose, man. That's a uh, <laughs> one of those one of those old school, like, I bet you can't do this. You know what I mean? Like, you used to fold your tongue and do a whole bunch of other stuff on the school bus. And, well, I, I got one for you. Here we go. Here we go, baby. <laughs> Vince, how's it going, man? What is going on, Dr. Chris? What is going on? Uh, before we get into uh, Raw, man, just uh, some uh, some 10,000-foot view uh, Super Bowl thoughts, man. What would you think? I, I knew the fix was in. I said the Chiefs were going to win. The fix was in. I was absolutely right, bro. Uh, they were going to benefit the NFL off of, off of all that Taylor Swift pub which they did i said there is no way she's not going to be down on the field celebrating after the game which she was so I, i'm happy to say i won a little money on the chiefs well, there you go man yeah, yeah i th- i think it was pretty pretty clear and pretty evident of uh who was going to win that super bowl even though the niners were up 10 points and had a little something going on in the beginning uh yeah i was like no nah, still don't think that uh this is going to cause the Chiefs to lose, and I was right. So my my theory my theory was that uh, uh, Travis Kelsey was going to um, have his you know victory speech along uh, you know with Pat Mahomes and everybody else, and he was going to propose to Taylor Swift, and um, you know he didn't do that, but they uh, basically you know did a soft core porn. Uh, <laughs> Segments <laughs> during this a bunch of kissing and loving and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, it's it's crazy that one of the biggest parts of that, one of the biggest takeaways from that night was Travis Kelsey, uh, you know, yelling at the coach, yeah. you know, for taking yeah. him out. So, what do you think about that, man? Uh, uh, you, you think it would have been a different, uh, a different type of thing if they would have lost compared to they won yeah, that, that's just adrenaline bro you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah, that's yeah. just the heat in the moment and being in the moment you you, you can't play it you can't that's passion bro you know what i'm yeah, saying you yeah, can't yeah. you can't blame somebody for that yeah. you know yeah what, what would you have done in that particular situation if uh you know if you were andy Reid at that time and 
and, and he came up to you and was just fired up because he was out because he was taking out the game. Well, I'm sure he, first of all, Andy Reid knows all his players. So, sure. you know, I'm sure he knows Kelsey well, because that's not the first time that has happened with Kelsey. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure there's a talking to, and there's probably even a fine involved, but I got to tell you, man, if I'm coach Reed, bro, I, I want, I want players with that passion, man. I sure. want players with that passion, bro. Yeah. That's a fair takeaway. That's a, that's a fair takeaway. Um, you know, you, you got to have that passion if you want to win the, the biggest game of the year, man. Yeah, you know, if you want to yeah. win the NFL championship, you, you definitely want to, you know, you don't want to be a softy and just some lackluster, you know, uh, mamby pamby. If, as you yeah, mamby pamby, bro. Yeah, Speaking man. of mamby pamby, tonight's show, bro, <laughs> you, you, bro, you, you, yeah, bro, you know, you know, he, 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 <laughs> this show gets me in, in more trouble than anything. <laughs> Because, bro, I get the label of I hate everything they do. I'm big. I, I get all that bull crap. Okay, Chris, let me tell you this: I I could not have imagined writing for the WWE and writing the Attitude Era if I did not have all my characters at my disposal. Sure. Bro, this is supposed to be WrestleMania season. It's so hot. WrestleMania, WrestleMania, WrestleMania. And what, bro? Roman Reigns and Rock can't make your show? <laughs> you, know, you know what it's like, bro? It's like, you know, Friends. Remember Friends when 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 uh, Ross and Rachel, they did the pregnancy angle? Bro, it's like doing the Ross and Rachel angle without Ross and Rachel. <laughs> you, you mean to tell me, bro, WrestleMania is hot it's so big and it's so huge you can't get these guys on the freaking show that, that, that's yeah. that, that's the part bro that makes me freaking laugh you're gonna have Sami Zayn and Nakamura in the main event I swear bro I'd rather stick my head in a blender than sit here and watch that match for 30 minutes and you can't get Roman Reigns and The Rock on your show you know, I'm I'm a fan of the split. I'm 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 one of those traditionalists when it comes to staying, you know, to the by the book when it comes to that. But here's the thing. I mean, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a logical guy. I'm a fan of logic. I'm a huge into psychology and philosophy and logic. And my thing is, if you want to follow the logic, if you're having people from SmackDown already on the show with these elimination chamber matches, that just throws the split out the window for this season. So if you're putting if you're putting people on SmackDown for the sake of the Elimination Chamber, why aren't you putting people on SmackDown from you know on Raw from SmackDown for the sake of something bigger than Chamber, which is WrestleMania? So I do think you blur the lines a lot when it comes to this season. You you get us hyped, you get us you know pretty excited about the thing, and I think you know to your point, I agree with you actually. When it comes to you gotta give you gotta expose this. I think what they're doing is. They do the the separation of, you know, USA and Fox, you know, save something for the actual brand. But it's like, man, you got to you got to do something different than that. So, you know, after all of the heat of what happened at the conference, you have to you know, you're making us wait all, you know, what, eight days, you know, because the, the conference on Thursday, we didn't see Rock Roman. The day after we saw Triple H basically cut the promo. And so we have to wait 
eight days after, after that, that bro. Wasn't? That's I don't, I don't want to hear it, bro. I don't want to hear it because you know what that tells me? Here's what it tells me, bro. It isn't important enough for your two biggest stars to be on the show. It's right. not important. So yeah. if it's not important to them, why is it important to me? Fair. I mean, come on, bro. Like you, yeah. you guys, you guys are gonna criticize me when I'm sitting here and I'm telling you, bro, that it's all about WrestleMania, WrestleMania pointing at a sign, and the two biggest guys, it's not important enough for them to be there. They they got more important things to do. Come yeah. on, man. That's that's basically what the presentation is. And when it comes to presentation, we can we can believe where we believe what you give us. And if you're giving us that, that we have to wait till eight, eight days to something that was buzzing, we have to wait till eight days for it to, you know, potentially cool off, uh, at least cool off more. I, I imagine because it's so buzzing, it's not going to cool off as much. But, you know, I understand cliffhangers give us something to be excited about. But at the same time, you also got to you, you got to give us that excitement, you know, to continue throughout. See, there's there's only what? five six weeks left you know before wrestlemania so you don't have much time to really push this last week was the launch you know cl clearly they made some changes rock's basically going to be a heel now looks like we're going to see a tag match at elimination chamber which is big but at the same time if you elimination chamber i believe is what next uh a week from uh saturday i believe so you only have what two Raws and two SmackDowns to build this monumental tag match that's supposed to, you know, be one of the marquee matches for the you know Perth event. You gotta start start. You gotta start somewhere. You gotta start quick and fast. So, um, I, I guess the, you know their their logic is, well, a sell itself fair. I mean, you know that's 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 true, but at the same time. It, it, anything can sell itself to the hardcore fans. WrestleMania sells itself to the hardcore fans. They buy tickets without even knowing who's on the card. Yeah. And so it's not necessarily going to sell itself. That's where you got to appeal to the casuals and get them in. So uh, we got some super chats, ladies and gentlemen. We'll Starting with Zoo Beer, $5 super chat. Uh, on, let's get the uh, applause. There we go. Surprise Swift not proposed, but can we talk about how these women, happy men, get angry for watching to wanting to watch NFL and not Swift? Also, was that uh was that main event? What do you think? What do you think, Vince? About I'm I'm not sure it's a little choppy the way he's asking the question. What's yeah. he asking a Zubar? Uh let's see. So he didn't propose. So, right. so Which, it, propose. It, was, it was way too early to propose. That 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 was not happening. It's a it's a celebrity uh relationship. Yeah, but four or five months, happen. anyways. Can we talk about how these women happy men? Okay, so these women happy men get angry for wanting to watch uh NFL and not Swift. Okay, so I guess the discussion is he's asking how do you what are your thoughts on uh woman happy men I guess men who are making the woman happy they get okay I guess woman happy man I don't know get angry for wanting to watch NFL not Swift it I'm just you know you know what it is Zubar it gets to the point of being obnoxious when it gets to the point of being obnoxious where it's every every two minutes and whatever, when it gets to that point, it's it's just too much. Yeah. You know, and 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 I think with her, 
you know, since she started dating the dude, I do think it got to the point of being obnoxious. Yeah, I mean, you know, when it comes to Taylor Swift, what's really not obnoxious these days, you know, when it comes to the Swifties and all the fans and things like that. And, you know, the thing is about Taylor Swift, you know, her, her I, again, from a business standpoint, man, I'm a business guy. You know that. And I got to respect the heck out of her. Not if, you know, I'm not a Swifty by any, any stretch, not a fan of her music, but I do uh, appreciate her grind when it comes to her music. You know, there's people like a lot of times when people reach the multimillionaire or billionaire status when the, in the music industry, they usually do it because of like side hustles, for instance, like Rihanna's a billionaire, you know, not because of her music sales or touring is because she has other, you know, clothing. She has leather lines and things like that like that side hustles there's only a few people like bruce springsteen's i believe he's a music made billionaire uh and and taylor swift you know is you know someone who's in her early 30s he's a she's a, a billionaire based on her music sales and touring and so i definitely give it to her for that but at the same time that's pop culture for you man I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's mm -hmm. pop culture. You're going to have Swifties. You're going to have people who are obsessed with, you know, the 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 latest person, whoever that is. So that's that's a part of the part of the uh, the scope when it comes to pop culture. Gen Z philosophy 199. Shinsuke is MVP. Main events were all more than anyone. <laughs> well, what do you think? I mean, what, what are your thoughts on this? Um, what do what do you think on this? Your, your thoughts on, on Shinsuke just getting this main spot, but nothing going on. Like he'll, he'll do the vignettes. He'll do the video packages and it'll just lead to nothing, man. Yeah, that's exactly it, bro. Sammy Zayn's cutting his Rocky promo in the back. Yeah. And oh, we, we, he, 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 he hears, he hears and sees, uh, 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 Shinsuke. That, that's the angle. Yeah. Like that's like, come, come on, bro. Like, brother, that's what I mean. P people tell me, oh, wrestling's getting hot and this and that, bro. We, we come and watch this show every single week. And this show is never good. It's never good, bro. Ever. I don't care if they're on the road to WrestleMania. I don't care if they're on the road to the toilet bowl. It's this show is never good. Ever, ever, bro. Ever. Um, I mean, I think there's some good spots every now and then, but uh as a whole, it is it is typically a three-hour stretch uh for the show, unfortunately, for sure. I would agree with that. Zoo Bear, five dollars. Bro, this is my notes for three hours of TV. That's my notes. <laughs> that's my notes, guys, for three hours of TV. That, that, that's my notes right there. For three hours of TV, that's yeah. my notes. Yeah, my notes are just uh, half of that, actually. Uh, that's that's it. So, there you go. Yeah. Uh, there you go. That's that's my notes. Um, all right. So in the season of love, a successful man is backed by a woman. Shout out to Mrs. Russo and Mrs. Featherson. <laughs> uh, aka feather stone uh what is it that you love about your spouse that's a good question Zuber. uh what do you think vince what do you love what do you love about mrs Russo? i think bro we you know I, i'm i'm an old tradition traditionalist people would call me sexist that is not the case i think 
when you go to your Bible, God makes it crystal clear how the relationship should work between a man, a man and a woman. And I feel that that is the basis of our relationship. I have a role. My wife has a role. She can't do what I do, what I can do. And I surely can't do what she can do. So when you have a combination, you, 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 you complement each other. And um, I think that is very, 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 very important, man. Women can do things men can't do and men can do things women can't do. And when you come together, you know, you, you are a whole. And I'm, I'm just, I'm very, very old school that way. I've been married for 40 freaking years, guys. Never came close to getting a divorce. Never, neither one of us ever cheated on each other. It, it, but it's on a, you know, Chris, a solid foundation Absolutely. that is, you know, very biblical to me. Absolutely, man. I mean, I, I'm with you there, you know, especially from a biblical standpoint. Um, you know, what do I love about my spouse? I love that she is smoking hot. Uh, let's start there. Uh, I have a hot wife and uh, I'm blessed by it. I have three babies to show how I think about my wife physically. Uh, so, and she's, she's gorgeous. She's beautiful. And uh, I love the fact that she, she like, I, I can't think of anybody like there's no one in the world. I mean, there's a lot. I'm a, I'm blessed. I'm super blessed and I'm humbled to be a very well-respected people by so many people. I mean, people respect the heck out of me um, in my profession as a therapist, my clients, I have the biggest retention rate, you know, in, in, the, in the company uh, because my clients respect me and, I, and my friends I have a really awesome uh, core friend group, but like my wife sweats me and like she, she, she respects the heck out of me. Uh, she like, she shows me every day how much she loves me. I'm so blessed to, to be in a relationship with her, how beautiful she is one and two, how much she respects me, how much she just a compliment. I mean, you know, you, you spoke, you spoke of the word compliment with an E. I always tell my clients, it's important to a relationship thrives um, there's usually three forms of relationships when it comes to marriage, three, three stages. You're either failing, you're either, you're failing, you're surviving, or you're thriving. And so three, two ways to make a thriving marriage is for, uh, two people to comp compliment each other with an I and compliment each other with an E. So compliment with each other with an I, meaning that you continue to speak life. You continue to, uh, uh, you know, express verbally how much you love that person, how much that person looks good today, how much, you know, it's good to be in their presence, things like that. Uh, my wife tells me she misses me every day. Um, and that's awesome. So speaking life and then compliment with an E is what you expressed. Comp to compliment with someone with an E is to um, is is to add something to a a dynamic to make it complete, and so when you're complimenting with an E, it's it's you're having the the awesomeness of you and the awesomeness of her, and banding them two things together and making a beautiful beautiful unit that no one can 
break. You know, what God puts together, no one can separate. So that's, you know, that's what the Bible says. And, and that's what I stand by. So I can go on and on, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it uh, for there. I, I mean, I'd much rather talk about my wife than uh, raw anyway. Yeah. So uh, that's, I am, I'm game for that. Good question, Zubair. Uh, $5 super chat. Thoughts on the WrestleMania 40 kickoff. I'm thinking to myself, why doesn't WWE do something like that on TV? Honestly, pretty cool stuff, but why not on Raw or SmackDown? What do you think about the presser? Um, I, you know, yeah, I mean, it was good, but I, I, I agree with this. I mean, again, bro, you know, the Raw SmackDown isn't important enough for these guys to show up on every single week. Like, come on, man. I, I come on, bro. I swear to God, I can't imagine during the height of Attitude Era writing a show without any one of my major players, yeah. Taker, Rock. You know, Mick, I, I, I couldn't have met Kane. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't imagine not having all, all, all the characters at my fingertips yeah. to write the best show possible, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's interesting because I, I do think, and, I, and I've said this a couple of times before, I think when the WWE really puts, when, when they put the effort into making something magic, I think that they can still create magic. Um, it's just that with all of the content that they're trying to put out, so they, you know, compared to 1997, 1998, you know, 26, 27 years ago when you and Ferrara were there, you know, it was more like, let's focus on for the sake of this channel, you know, for the, for the sake of the network and we us re-upping the contract. And that was our focus, you know, pleasing, you know, appeasing the network and getting buys for the pay-per-view. Now with WWE, they're allowing, I mean, they're putting so much else on so many other things on their plate. Not only, you know, uh, booking a, a three hour, you know, Monday show, also booking out, booking a two hour Friday show and doing, a slew of digital content throughout the week. It's 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 just inundated with YouTube clips, shorts, uh, social media posts, Instagram, and and X and Facebook, and so the content creation as as a whole throughout a week is so much, and so you're not just putting your concentration on you know, back in your day, two hours, three hours on a Monday night is much more than that. And you feel that like you feel the, Oh, let's hurry up and get to Monday. Let's put something on there. Let's put three hours on there so we can chop it up for the week. And so we can get the YouTube views and the social views. You feel like that every single week with raw, it has that feel to it. But once they really had a chance to concentrate with the press conference, that was something that was something like, yeah, let's go ahead and put our foot in this. You know, what I mean, let, let's let's make it a thing. Let's create magic. I think that they were able to create magic at the press conference, but they but it's not a weekly basis because they don't concentrate solely on let's really make this a thing. So they can create magic when they want to, but it's it's so much about content creation now, man. But they don't really have the the juice to do it every week. We have Gen Z philosophy four ninety nine. 
When Kanye controversially criticized powerful media men last year, Ari Emanuel was the primary agent he named over and over as being corrupt. Thoughts? Huh, that's an interesting uh, question. What do you think about that, Vince? I, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't single out um, Ari, but bro, listen, man, when, when you're at that level making that kind of cash, mm. there, there, th- 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 there's a level of things going on that I don't think you and I can comprehend. Sure. You know, because you, 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 you're not up in that billion dollar range unless there are things happening that are just, would just be foreign to us. Yeah. You, you know what I mean, Chris, yeah. when you're talking about that kind of money, bro, it's come on, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not, it, it's not going to be 100% clean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much, <laughs> That's a concept that happens quite a bit across the board when it comes to reaching that type of echelon of income. It's usually it's it's knowing, you know, it's interesting, man, because um, when it comes to uh, uh, psychology, it has a lot to do with business, too. And there's um, throughout the years, there are like polls of uh, uh, different um uh, different uh, 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 careers who who are the most uh, who have the biggest psychopaths and so if you go to like there's different studies about that and uh, CEOs are, are are among one of the top uh, career uh, paths or, or careers current careers of people who are psychopathic and so um uh, salesmen like car salesmen are are two. There's a lot of uh, 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 interesting um, careers in, in, in that list, top of that list. And CEOs, it makes perfect sense to me of why CEOs are and entrepreneurs even can be psychopathic. It's because if you think about it this way, a psychopath is someone who uh, is able to. Uh, um, manipulate him or hers uh, herself um, in a way of getting what they want in a Machiavellian standpoint, like by any means necessary, by all costs. And so if you hear no a hundred times, it doesn't matter. Like it, like I, as long as, as long as I get my yes at the end of hearing a hundred no's, it's, it all makes sense. You know, it, it, it's, it's a Machiavellian type of mentality. And so like someone like an Ari Emanuel and someone who's a CEO, you kind of have to uh, look at it from a psychological standpoint. They're getting what they want. And there, there's a lot of sliminess a lot of times, a lot of backhanded stuff going on, you know, on the way of them getting the deal or getting the raise or getting whatever. And that's that's a that's a form of psychopathy in many ways. And so that's that's a psychological kind of backdrop on someone who like, in a CEO position uh, of why they typically achieve, you know, that much success the way that they do. So yeah. Uh, John 499 Super Chat. Uh, when did Vince McMahon ever try to read you? Vince, did Vince McMahon ever try to read you? Is that read, the question? Read, read, I, don't, read. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what that is, John. 
I, uh, John, send in the correction and we'll we'll answer it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Michael Buzzolano. A sure way to get heat on Rock and Roman is to knock out Cody and pull out and uh, pull uh, put him on the yellow polka dot shirt. <laughs> Made dusty wear. That'd be great heat. That'd be great heat. heat. But they gotta be they gotta be on the show first in order to yeah, do that. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. That'll really get some heat, man. That'll be really, really funny. Uh I imagine so uh, Elimination Chamber is a week from Saturday. Is it? Or I is it no idea? Let's see. I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea when the chamber is. I think it's a week from Saturday. It's, I, I remember it's like five in the morning or something like that, um, which I won't be watching. That. It is uh, the 24th. So it's a week from Saturday. So uh, you have less than two weeks before that is going to occur. So I imagine because there's only one go. There's only one more raw show before that. So I'd make it makes sense if you're doing the tag match, you're gonna have Rock and Roman. But the but what's so weird about that is that right now the biggest reason for me to watch Raw for next week, which is the go home show to the Perth event, the biggest thing, the biggest hook for me to watch the go home show is to watch Cody Rhodes versus Drew McIntyre. Like that's not a hook. That's not going to cause And, and, and it's not only that; it's Cody Rhodes and Drew McIntyre, and Seth Rollins makes the save. Right, right, oh, right. Seth and Seth and Cody, and now Batman and Robin. Yes, get, yes. get out of yeah. here, would yeah. you, bro? Please. Yeah, I agree. It, it's it seems as if so. So, with that being said, Vince, do you think that we'll actually? Because it's it was rumored. Do you think that we we will actually get Sammy like like the the going to fly now moment is Sammy versus Drew and Sammy finally beats Drew at a WrestleMania events? Like, do you really think this is going to happen? Oh God, bro! This is just the payoff of going to fly now. He beats Please. Drew McIntyre. He's been getting uh, Apollo creeded for for weeks, not able to beat you know the man, and all of a sudden. He's going to beat him, man. He's going to beat him at WrestleMania. If there's any rocky guy that they're, they're trying to make that person who keeps getting pummeled down and all of a sudden has this Phoenix moment, it's going to be Sami Zayn, man. That's what that's what they're that's what they're doing, man. Mm-hmm. Sami versus Drew at, uh, <laughs> at WrestleMania, man. Book it, book it. You hear you heard that at this at this uh, this show, Sami versus Drew. In Philly, and I it won't be it wouldn't surprise me if he walks up the stairs like Rocky does right by the statue, and then he has the the, the gloves and going to fly now comes and everything, and then all of a sudden, you know that that uh, prompts the the Sami Zayn song. Bro, it, it just makes me laugh because I wasn't watching SmackDown, but I know what was going on. Okay, bro, bro, they got Sammy over through comedy. That's yeah. how they got Sammy over through comedy. That doesn't mean he can beat anybody up, bro. Right. Okay? <laughs> they got him over through comedy, oh, bro. <laughs> like, I, I don't I, I don't understand like what people don't get. You got him over through comedy. Now 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 the truth. Okay, bro, you get the truth over through comedy, but when I look at the truth and the shape he's in, 
Yeah. I believe the truth could mess you up if he sure, got scared. Sure, and sure. I don't I don't believe Sami Zayn could hurt a butterfly. I'm sorry, bro. And just because you got him through using through using comedy with the use and all that yeah. crap yeah. doesn't make him a serious threat to anybody. And the thing is with Sami Zayn is that he's still like they're still kind of uh, trying to make Sami Zayn relevant based on something that happened a year ago. Yes. You know what I mean? And, and like that ship has sailed and yes. it's been gone. Like yes. it, it's been gone and it hasn't came back and they're still trying to give him the rub, like the stench from the rub of last year yes. as if it's going to work. It's not working. It, right. it's, it's not working. Yeah. And like, they're just trying to, like they're trying to do the the Rocky style. Every he is going to close in. His road to WrestleMania is closing, and all that stuff. And it's like, eh. like why does this have to be at the expense of Drew McIntyre? Right. Like every single every single thing's at the right. expense of Drew. Seth's back, and now it's his knee. But he beats Drew, though. You know, you 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 have all these people coming in, and you know, Gunther. Uh, he finally meets his match, uh, but he lost, you know, so it's, it's all these things at the expense of drew, man. Yeah, so I agree. Yeah. It's unfortunate that uh, drew has to be the fall guy for all this. Uh, let's see here. We got zoo bear dollars super chat, bro. <clears throat> oops. Uh, my fault or ops, my fault. But yeah, I think you meant to say, oops with the wording and limited with super chats meant to ask on the end of the first, what the heck was that main event? Okay. Let alone, What's that show in general? Plus, sorry, Mrs. Featherstone. Okay, cool. I appreciate that, my man. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to your thoughts on many uh, on the main event. But since he, you know, threw in ten dollars there, if you could, ex- uh, <laughs> let's do a little cliffhanger to the end of the show. If you could describe the word, the main event in one word, Vince, what would it be? Poop. Poop. All right, we'll get back to it. Poop. Uh, Zoo Bear, $2. Favorite pancake flavor. Shout out to Pancakes and Power Slayers. Thank you, my man. Appreciate you putting my uh, my show over. Uh, what's your favorite pancake flavor? I, I like the Harvest Grain pancakes that I have. I like those. Hmm. I used to uh, be a big fan of um, these uh, cinnamon, Cinestack, the Cinestack pancakes from... Uh, from IHOP, but they stopped making them. Uh, the center stacks around this uh, neck of the woods. But I tell you what, man, my favorite pancakes. Whew, it's making me. It's making me. Uh, um, pretty pretty excited. Uh, e- even thinking about it now. Cracker Barrel pancakes are incredible. They're absolutely nice. incredible, and they have the brown edges around them. That's what. That's what makes them just stand out above the rest very nice the crispy brown edges of the end and i usually get uh, some whipped cream and i put some uh some some baked apples on top of it too they have both very of those nice. at, uh, at cracker barrel it's very absolutely nice. amazing very nice uh we got young reckless 499 super chat bro russo did you see the grown man doing the cody promo with the I'm a Cody cry bear baby sign. Oh my God. I didn't even see that threatening rock starter. Now <laughs> I see what you mean. Shake my head. Weirdos. Wow. You know, <clears throat> wrestling is so cultish. I, you know, this is, this, this question is, is for you, Vince. So I'll let you answer first, man. 
Um, uh, I did not see the grown man doing the Cody promo. Um, with the Amakurdi cry, maybe threatening, you know, threatening Rock's daughter, bro. Come on, man. P- people are just sick. I um, I could not get over, bro. Like I'm, I'm just sitting at home laughing. Bro, Cody used this phrase in his promo, Chris. The levity in my candor. But bro, who who are you? Are you talking to the grown man doing the Cody promo? Who are you? This is why I don't like Cody Rhodes. Who are you talking to, man? The levity in my candor. Suit it up, by the way. Who are who are you relating to besides Dave LaGreca? He's talking. Who, to who are you relating? Serious. Who relates to that, bro? He's talking to Ari Emanuel and Nick Khan. That's all. Oh talking. my God! The Pirates. levity in my candor. Re- really, bro? Really? I heard. <laughs> so, I heard Dusty say that a million times. <laughs> the levity in my candor, baby. Jeez, my God! Get get over yourself, bro. Like seriously, man. Uh, he's he's definitely not appealing to the uh, the average intellect of uh, you know America. Um, the levity in my candor, you know that that phrase uh, definitely has to be translated uh, by people in higher echelons of uh, education, if uh, compared to a lot of the people who are uh, in the in the audience, that's for sure. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so just real quick on this, just you know, I bring a, I'll bring psychology here to to the show. Um, so the Cody crybaby signs, and that that goes to show just how easy it could be for really. To be honest with you, man, it's pretty daggone easy to start calls. It, it really is. If you think about it from a psychological standpoint, there's a there's a concept called belongingness. And so belongingness is just a, a, an individual just wants to be heard, wants to be liked, wants to be accepted, wants to be included and doesn't want to be isolated and, and deemed an outcast. So a person would join a, a band of misfits or a band of outcasts so they won't be an outcast. And so they will be willing to put up signs that says, I'm a Cody crybaby. If a Cody crybaby makes me feel accepted and belonged sure i'm a cody crybaby and that's how easy it is to start a cult i mean it, it really is man and, and that's the reason why the disenfranchised are oftentimes uh uh very just very very fertile ground to start just really crazy you know cults now that's not all that's not always the case though because you have like Keith Rainier and Nexium and things like that. They were more like a, uh, they were more like a, uh, uh, next level, you know, marketing type of, you know, cult with, uh, key with Nexium. So it's not always the case, but a lot of times the, the, the disenfranchised, the, the hippies, you know, I'm going to go to college campuses. The people are still trying to find out about themselves and things like that. Those are like fertile grounds and the, and, and the, cosplayish 
pro wrestling community, man, is ripe for the picking for people to, to be a part of that, that disenfranchised fertile ground to, for people to say, yeah, come on in, come on in. Yep. And it only takes what four days to say, to go from, uh, I, I'm a Cody Rhodes supporter to I'm a Cody crybaby. Like it only took four days. And so that's how easy it is to manipulate someone psychologically. Man. Uh, we got uh, Star Tracker Tracks, $20, baby. Why is it that after a hot angle, they either don't open it w- on the next show or open it and then go straight to boring match 101? And that's it for the night until the, quote, unexpected tag match set up in the first segment. I mean, he just laid out <laughs> a weekly episode of Raw. No, right he's uh, absolutely right. I mean, bro, they they see what I see. Ab- absolutely right. Bro, what did we say last week? We said last week there was going to be this six-man tag that opened the show. We yep. said that last week. Yep. They set it up last week. Forget yeah. about the press conference. Forget about Triple H and anything that happened on SmackDown. Now we're opening with a six-man tag. That means absolutely nothing. Nothing at all, indeed. Uh, we have uh, Slacker Scott. I think this is a new Super Chat. Thank you for your contribution. Cody cut a promo in a suit, no match scheduled, then came in at the end in street clothes. Great point. Great point, Slacker <laughs> Scott. Great I point. I noticed bro. that too, man. Yeah. Comes, comes in the street clothes at the end of the promo. So he's dressing up to cut the promo to the fans. So he's trying to, like, you're supposed to be relatable to the, your audience, right? <clears throat> Cody Rhodes comes out in a suit, which cuts out, you know, basically three-fourths of the audience right there. So he's only talking to a small pocket of the audience. The other, you know, uh, three, uh, the other three-fourths of the audience, he's 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 appealing to a fourth of it. The other three-fourths wants to be a part of the fourth, so they'll be Cody Crybabies in there. Right, room. right. And, so, and the levity the levin, levin, the levin is candor. That's candor, about three yeah. percent of it. Right. So the top three percent utter says the levity of his candor, basically. I swear so. to God, bro. I'm I'm watching I'm watching freaking Cody and 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 Seth. And I'm sorry, bro. Like I I I I'm I'm watching these two. They are both of them are so full of themselves. Both of them are so over the top in delivering the promo, bro. You know what I always used to tell, you know, people that I work with, bro. But, but obviously nobody told either one of these two. Less is more, bro. Sure. Less is more. You don't want the audience getting to the point of, of sitting there saying, okay, we got it. Move on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Less is more. You go in there, you say what you got to say, and then you get out. Sure. Less is more. These two guys think they're so over and love to hear themselves talk. And this freaking promo just droned on and on. You got to take the power and give it to the people. Give, get the frig out of here. Well, like, please, bro. Please. We got the Zoo Bear $20 super chat, bro. <clears throat> Thoughts on Chamber pay-per-view, especially now with pay-per-view uh, has no world champ 
and it's not even defended in the chamber. First, first off, get rid of the pay-per-view. Maybe bring back No Way Out or No Pay-Per-View between Rumble and WrestleMania. Save chamber for when needed. What, what do you think about these gimmick pay-per-views? Do you think it's a... Uh, Bro, I swear, Chris, I, I actually think I've watched one elimination chamber in my life because I just wanted to see what it was like. You know what I'm saying? I, I think I've seen one in my life. But, bro, you know, know what it was? I don't remember. I don't remember. But, bro, if they don't mean anything, like, what is the point? You, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's no, there's no, there's just no real stakes anymore. And I, I don't, I don't know, bro. I don't know. I think it, I think it makes sense logically to have a chamber pay per view here for what it means. Like they would just, they used to like just uh, uh, defend the title in between Rumble and WrestleMania, and I was like, nah, like that didn't make sense. Like that, that, that overdid it. I, 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 that was not a good idea. Have no way out, or not, or not. You know, to Zubair's point, don't even have a, uh, don't even have a pay per view in between. Um, but I think this the chamber it, it makes sense to me now more a little bit over the past couple of years because I although I don't like gimmick pay-per-views as a whole, I just you know if you can ditch them, ditch them. I'm just not a big fan of just oversaturating us with gimmick pay-per-views every single year. We know that around this time we're gonna have another chamber match and another chamber match. I'm like, ah, eh. and then we have two in one show, and it's like, ah, eh, it's just it's it's an oversaturation at this point. But at the same time, it's like it you didn't win the rumble, so this is like the next best way to get into a main event to WrestleMania for the title. Like if you're going to win, if you're going to be a part of a main event uh, in a title match, make it big, make, make it huge, make it like something that you have to win a uh, elimination chamber because the stakes are high. And that's one of the most devastating and, you know, feared matches. So I get that, you know, I, I imagine like maybe an, an alternative could be if you ditch the chamber pay-per-view, maybe there could be like a mini battle Royal. Um, <clears throat> that's not countdowns. That is not 30 man, maybe like a 20 man battle Royal at no way out. You know, if, if that's, if that's a thing, because that could, that could give someone an opportunity to still win a battle Royal for the title, but they don't pick, they don't pick their champion, right? Because yeah. the, the winner of the world woman gets the perk of main eventing WrestleMania and choosing who they wanted to go against. Now this is kind of like the consolation prize, but so I can see both ends there as far as like the stakes, there's still stakes there, but at the same time, just these gimmick pay-per-views, man, is is getting too much for me. Uh, we got uh who we got Mike in ten dollar super chat. It's for me, Dr. Chris. What do you th- honestly think of Vince's theory? Who said that? Wait, 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 wait a minute. What, what is Vince's theory? Vince uh, said that Rock is controlled by the Illuminati and hollow elite. I, I, I said that, bro. Where did I uh, say that? Bro? Let's let's all right. Let me let me finish it for the pot for the people listening to audio. Dr. Chris, what do you honestly think of Vince's theory that Rock is controlled by the Illuminati and Hollywood elite? Hollywood, and that he's being Hollywood, Hollywood he meant. And that's supposed to be Hollywood. Okay, yeah. I go. Okay, how Hollywood elite, 
and that he is being groomed by the Illuminati, I think that's what he meant to say, to run for president. I never said any of that, bro. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, uh, no no need to chase the straw, man. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't his theory. He didn't. He never said that, so there's no need to. To, to, to talk bro about people it. don't like anybody that listens to my shows russosbrand.com patreon.com forward slash russo twc chris i throw questions out there I, I don't make statements you know what i'm saying because if i don't know i don't know so i don't make statements but i will throw out there you know the what ifs and questions and could this be the case I'll, I'll do that all day long but i never come out and say anything oh yeah bro this is a fa- I, I i never do that <laughs> uh rollin is in a billion 999 uh between cody rose's uh fancy suits and his sophisticated poetic promos are you guys shocked at the amount of support that cody gets from fans why haven't fans told him why was his merch number one of all of 2023 i have an answer for that from a psychological standpoint um but i'll let uh, go, go for it no go ahead chris because I, I i don't i don't uh i'm not shocked i don't understand it Gotcha. I mean, I, I I don't understand. I would love to ask. I've said this before on the show. I would love to ask anybody, why are you a fan of Cody Rhodes? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I truly and honestly don't understand it. Cody Rhodes, uh, to the fans, he's the people's choice. That That's that's who Cody Rhodes is. And so when, when the people, spe- specifically from a pro wrestling standpoint, now this, this isn't, always the case but this is definitely the case when it comes to uh again a, a misfitty cultish belongingness psychological phenomenon then you then you put in group think and then you put in social deprivation theory mass society theory you put in a bunch of psychology and sociology with this as far as why cody rhodes is the man Cody Rhodes is the man because the fans wanted to make him the man and the fans are relentless because at the end of the day, this is their guy. This is their signature. They have their stamp on it. And so collectively, they want Cody Rhodes to finish the story because they feel as if they have a stock in this story and they have an investment emotionally in this story and they don't want it to go away. They, they, they want this to go away that they want it to end. And then just like Kofi, just like Daniel Bryan, in many cases, just like Seth, uh, he's just going to be a flavor of the month. As soon as, I mean, it's like, it's like the guy who was relentless of chasing the girl. He gets the girl and then he breaks up with her because he's the chase is over. I mean, like it's it, like I, I'm not I'm not wild anymore. Like the the journey is better than the destination in a lot of cases when it comes to this. And so the journey is I as a fan have a stamp in this collective revolution to to push Cody to the front. So when Cody does get to the front, I know that I feel good about myself because I was a part of the, the the class of, of the group of people that made Cody a star. Like I made him a star yeah. by, by chanting his name. I made him a star by chanting, we want Cody. 
knowing that this isn't the truth because Cody had to do what he had to do. But that's the point. That's the reason why they get by even before, even before Mustafa Ali, before he got injured, he was starting to get an undercurrent of people that were like backing him up and chanting his name before Kofi stepped in. And so it's, and then he left and came back and people were like, who? I mean, like they, they totally just, they were done. <laughs> they, they were done. Kofi was, was a perfect example of someone who they just had an undercurrent. Kofi became the people's choice. It, it became Kofi mania. They were like, you know what? We're relentless. We're going against the grain. We're pushing against, you know, the, the, the executive choice, the executive decision. It's that old, you know, uh, every day, every man kind of revolutionizing and flipping the script. You know what I mean? If I know that I could be a part of this, 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 this Gavin, if you know, as Dusty Rose would say, I, if I know that I have a part of this and a stake in this, I'm not letting go until it happens. And then when it happens, oh, okay. Yeah, that was yesterday's news. You know, part part of the, Chris, that was beautiful the way you laid that out. Part of genuinely being over is I want to be that guy. Sure. Everybody, you, everyone wanted to be Austin. Yep. You know, Taker was so cool, like you wanted to be Taker. You know, you want to be that guy. I I can't see anybody wanting to be the guy that comes out in the three piece suits and talks about the levity of his candor. <laughs> I, I I I'm I'm sorry. Like yeah. I I I I could see wanting to be Sting. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like I I, I get that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know who would want to be a guy that comes out in a suit and talks over everybody's head. I, I don't yeah. understand that. We, we've, you know, pro wrestling has long, and this is sad. I, I don't agree that we've went this direction, but pro wrestling as a whole has long, you know, left the, the lost art of, of cosplay, of wanting to be a part of the, you know, sting, wanting the face paint, you know I mean? Wanting, you know, to, to be Dusty Rose, the common man, to be a part of that revolution, to, you know, that, that hard times promo, everybody could relate to that who has a nine to five job. We, we've gone away from that, the, the macho man with all, you know, with with all the the tassels and the, and the flamboyant and, and the colorful, you know, garb. We've gone away from the characters and wanting to and, and stepping away from reality and being that larger than life character. We've that's that was wrestling. I mean, the, yeah. the larger than life aspect yeah. was pro wrestling. We, you know, <clears throat> kayfabe was real. Characters were real. Characters were portrayed as larger than life. Now it's become so spot heavy, so wrestling heavy. The inmates want to run the asylum. The chosen choice is the one we won't relent until he gets his moment because I was a part of his moment or her moment. And that's what wrestling has become. That's the reason why it's become so niche. And that's the reason why you get all of these, you know, I, I get reels on my Facebook of the stupidest shorts. And I think you and Al, uh, Snow, y'all do that. Y'all do that, right? Yeah. I get the stupidest, most ridiculous spots from these indie shows of like, you're, you're like a breath away from killing yourself. Yep. 
you're getting probably 25 bucks tops, which took you more to even drive there. But because of the thrill, because of wanting to be accepted, because of wanting to be a belong, because of the dopamine hit that becomes an addiction, you can't let go of it. And now you got fans saying, holy bleep, and this is awesome. That doesn't help the dopamine rush. That makes the addiction stronger and it makes it worse. And then you have all these wrestlers, you know, basically trying to overcome this addiction by doing a bigger spot. It doesn't overcome the addiction that makes the addiction worse. And when you're trying to play to the crowd so much, that does not help this dopamine, this unhealthy dopamine kick whatsoever. And that's what we're seeing so much in pro wrestling now. I agree, bro. You, you, you got, uh, you've got some great, great insights here tonight, Chris. You, you. On, you're on spot, bro. God, it's great. Yeah, good stuff. Thanks, man. We got Zubair, uh, $2. <clears throat> the modern chamber match is so soft and PG now, too. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point, too. I mean, not as much blood and stuff like that. I mean, the gore and stuff like that, that was a part of the color was a part of the, you know, of the presentation back then, man. You're, you're, you don't want color, but you want an elimination chamber match. Like, yeah, yeah it's kind of like, eh, okay. Uh, we got to $5 super chat. <clears throat> Any idea why they don't use wrestling footage in the Titans Trons anymore? They used to give me way more hype than a wrestler's logo. I think that's a good point. Yeah, yeah that is a good point. I have no idea, though, Tavel. I can't help you. I don't know. Although I did like their um, <clears throat> their graphics when with uh, Bronson Reed, though. I noticed that for the first time today, the big, you know, it was kind of like a Godzilla thing, and he was like, you know, farming buildings. So I was like, man, as someone who's uh, learning more about graphics. I'm and, like, then he, and then he lost. And then, and then Godzilla lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he lost. Urgh, Godzilla. Oh, he's on his back now, looking at the sky, looking at the lights, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got Retro Neon, $5. Sub guys, random TNA questions. Thoughts on Scott getting fired? And do you think this will cause any change in terms of creative? Uh, I'll let you go on that. We we, we did it. We did, we had an extensive. Yeah, there, there were. Listen, bro. No, nobody, nobody, nobody gets fired for no reason. No. Uh, there, there, there was a reason Scott got fired that I'm not going to get into. Um, uh, but you know, listen, man. Hey, if Tony Khan wasn't so headstrong, that's a perfect hire for him. Yeah, I I, I don't know if Scott would want to do it. Yeah. You know, Scott was up there in Canada, and Scott had been with TNA forever. Yeah. I don't know if he'd want to work anywhere else in wrestling, but um, bro, people don't just get fired. There's 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 always a reason involved. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And I was privy of the reason too, and uh, you know, not no need to get no. get into that. No. Uh, it was it was definitely interesting though. Uh, classic J Live four ninety nine. Vince, if you could uh, bring, I think that's what I'm gonna say. If you can bring one wrestler back to life, who would it be and why? By the way, I would have loved to see you and Bischoff in a match in WCW. Oh my god. I would say, bro. I mean, there's so many people that uh, I, I'd have to say Savage. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He was so unique and so one of a kind, and yeah, just so, just so good at what he did, man. Indeed, indeed. Um, we got uh, 
Bad Libby. Battle B. Okay. <laughs> I guess that's what it meant. Battle B, I guess. 499. I'm going to have goosebumps when I hear Hollywood Rock's theme song. You, you don't even know. So you weren't even there when Rock, like you weren't even anywhere near wrestling when Heel Rock was around, right? No, I didn't I see mean, You were in TNA, but. Uh, yeah, I didn't see any of that, no. Heel Rock was 03. And, uh, it was funny. It was, I mean, Hill, Hill Rock was hilarious because he would have sing-alongs with The Rock. <laughs> you got to YouTube those, man. He was like, uh, uh, he was a really, really good heel. Hollywood Rock was uh, one of those gems during that time. It wasn't, you know, it didn't last long, but it was it was a gem. He would go, I think Sacramento was one of the uh, sing-alongs he would do. And so the whole segment was, Hill bringing out his guitar, <clears throat> having the ring be a stage, sitting down. He was like Elias before Elias, basically. And he would sit down and have an entire segment and start singing songs. And so he was a heel. And he was like super sappy and, you know, doing these things. He was like, finally, The Rock has come back to Sacramento. So he would do that, that line, right? And he would be like, and finally, The Rock is happy that he gets to leave Sacramento. It's <laughs> 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 just like that. He would get booed. Yeah. It was absolute money, man. Hollywood Rock. And so, you know, we'll see. I mean, I would love a sing along with The Rock, you know, be between now and WrestleMania. That would be absolutely hilarious. So, but I don't think that they'll do it. It seems like they're doing more of a serious bloodline type deal, which is kind of contrived to me. You know, if you're going to do Hollywood rock, I think that's what people are looking for. So MJR 2211. Oh, we got uh, 499. Why don't they just have Cody explain why he said, why he said not at WrestleMania? That's a good point. Uh, films and stuff where the rock con bluffed uh, him during their chat makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there wasn't any anything with that like he said he wasn't going to go at wrestlemania yeah that's why they're not going anywhere with it bro because it didn't make any sense yeah yeah. they 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 let the fans change their mind and when they did that all of that made no sense so how how can you explain something that makes no sense yeah good point we got uh, star tracker tracks five dollars why do you think they buried seth and his belt so much as it convinced me Hey man, the, these guys were the ones whining and crying that under Vince they had set promos. They had to get every word in. Yeah. So so uh, Reigns went out there and buried Seth, and Seth had no comeback, bro. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's really that simple. Uh, oh, somebody has a line on here that I remember. He said, "At Sacramento, I won't stay, but I'll be sure to come back when the Lakers beat the Kings in May." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very nice. Very yeah, nice. you got to check the Sacramento sing along, man. It was absolute pride. Um <clears throat> All right, so Vince, I'll let you run through the uh the oh card. God. All right, we got the six man that we uh that we predicted last week. Who cares? Uh we got Lashley. So I, I don't know, bro, are the are the are, is is the split oh, I've been saying for years the split is ridiculous. Is the split over now? No, this is this is just this for is just for the imagination chamber. Yeah. Uh then lastly we, defeat Bronson Reed. Lastly defeat Bronson Reed. Yeah. Um, then we got the Sammy sit down with Nakamura. Yeah. 
Then we had the Cody and Seth promo. Um, I'm suited to be your shield. Ooh. Oh, great, great, great. Okay, bro. So now it's four against two. That's great. <laughs> okay. Then we had uh, Live Against Zoe. Again, bro, so these are all I, – I, I said this the other day, and, and people jump all over me. How, how, how can you not say all of these matches are not just so predictable? Like, it is yeah. so freaking predictable, okay? Yeah. Lashley's going in the elimination chamber, okay, yes. bro? We know he's going to beat Bronson Reed. Then Liv is just back, and Zoe is a tag team partner, so you know Liv is going to go over. Yeah. Then my God, bro, I, I, I'm just I I I I listen, man. Truth is entertaining. He is funny. Yes, 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 yes. To all of that, they beat this story to death. Okay, bro, they beat it to death with everything they're doing. So we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. JD um, McDonough beats our uh, truth after the the, yeah. the Judgment Day backstage. That's uh, yeah. Um, uh, who was it? Damian Priest said, you know, you're not the joke's over, you're not a part of Judgment Day anymore. Yeah. Yeah, until next week they start the joke again. Yep. Uh Becky Lynch out there. I, bro, I swear to God, we got Becky Lynch, we got Nia Jax, we got and Becky Lynch is putting mommy over. I know you all like mommy. And I'm like, I'm I'm watching this and I'm like, okay, Becky. So then who are we supposed to root for? That's exactly are we supposed to root for you, but you're telling us we all like mommy. Like, bro, you 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 got to, you you gotta have you have to care. Yes, you've got to care, bro. You gotta get behind a horse. Yes, and she's sitting there saying, Well, I know all of you like mommy, and then she's letting them applaud mommy. So I'm like, Okay, so Becky, do I want you to win, or, or should we like mommy? Or like, I, 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 don't, I don't understand it. Bro. Yeah, it, it seems like they, they're kind of pigeonholing themselves because of the, the, the uh, elimination chamber being in Australia. So it's like they're going to make like uh, mommy a, a bit of a baby face for a little bit. But Judgment Day, like they're supposed to make them super heel. But mommy, though, she's kind of like on her own thing for now for Perth. And then after Perth is over, it seems like she's going to go full on heel and going back to cutting the trying to get that heat real quick for Becky. So got to kind of pit. They kind of had to pigeonhole themselves for that Perth event. Okay. The Drew McIntyre backstage interview. Yeah, we had the Drew backstage interview. And then we had, uh, you know, LA Knight against Igar. Igar's not going to the freaking elimination chamber. We know that. So oh. LA Knight goes over. Yep. Um, the woman backstage. See, see, if if it's me, bro, you 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 got you got Lashley against uh Reed, and then you got LA Knight against I Ivar. So you know who's going over in both of those matches. How about how about Lashley against LA Knight? Mm. How about that, bro? I, I I don't know who's gonna win that match. I don't know what you're gonna do for that finish. How about that? That's what I'm they talking probably about. Probably won bro. both in the chamber. Well, whatever. So they so so they'll probably have them so they split that way because they both were somehow going to get in the chamber. It just seems like they should have done a better job with pairing the matches. Like it's it's all the matches that I've seen 
was predictable on Raw so far. I, I I just watch highlights of SmackDown. I don't watch SmackDown as a whole. Bro, I I I would rather see Chris. I would rather see Lashley and LA Knight go to a draw and they both get in the elimination. I would rather see that yeah, than two yeah. matches that I know who's going over. Yeah, yeah. That's now that can I I can rock with that. Um what was it uh was it a? Oh yeah, the Orton and Zane, like you know, the, I think AJ and Drew. Yeah, then that 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 made sense. Like you didn't know, you didn't know really who could have. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, with where it's going, you know, Drew's going over. Unless they, unless they had like Drew somehow lose, and because he's not going to win the chamber though. Like you know that he's not going to win the chamber. So that's the reason why it made sense to me that either one of them could have been placed in the chamber just to lose. Right. Yeah. So, uh, what's next? We got the woman segment with Adam Pierce and Andy Hartwell, Candice LeRae and Chelsea green. what do you think about that? It was God. Indy, Indy LaRue. They're both God awful. I, I don't, I don't know why either one of those women are on this roster. When Indy Harwell said, Oh yeah, but my parents are going to be there. Okay, Mark. All, all right. We, okay. All right. Yeah. I'm a Mark. Let me just let everybody like get the frig out of here. That's a, that's a, that's a really cool name for them, by the way. Indy LaRue. That's, yeah. That's Indy LaRue. And then you got Zane and Nakamura, man, the last 30 minutes of this show, you, you, you already set up that Drew's going to come out. Yeah. In the backstage promo, it, oh, bro, please come on. Yeah, uh, so Zane, uh, so Drew goes over because I mean, well, Shinsuke goes Shinsuke over goes because, over because of the Drew distracts. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then post match, Drew McIntyre and Shinsuke attack Zane, and here comes Cody. Cody comes in street clothes this time, though. To make yeah. it safe, yeah. Got a few more um, super chats, and we're going to head on out. We got a raw nine nine nine. I agree that Cody's popularity is a mystery. Not only was Cody's merch the number one top seller, but Roman was number three because Steve Austin was number two. So twenty years post retirement, Austin outsold everybody except Cody Rhodes. That's I got to throw something out there at uh, at Roland. Roland, listen. Let let let's be honest. Do we really know Cody's merch was number one mm-hmm. or are those the numbers the WWE are putting out there? Like, mm-hmm. like, bro, honestly, they could say anything, bro. Yeah. And would you be surprised if Cody is the guy we want to get over? So his merchandise is going to be number one. You got, you got to take, you got to take, you got to take numbers that the WWE are putting out there, bro. You got to take them with a grain of salt. Yeah, and I, I know. That I think uh, Russell Nomics, I believe, Brandon Thurston. Um, uh, good, good to reference. But bro, he's getting those numbers from the WWE. He right. So, where else would right. he? He can't get so, them from anywhere else. So my point was is that um, he he does bring out some some cool uh, numbers when it comes to the the the, uh, ec- the economy and the economics of WWE, uh, but I'm, I was thinking in my head like, does he get those numbers from WWE? And if he is getting those numbers from WWE, they have the power to, you know, cook the numbers as they want. You know what I mean? Of course, so, bro. Of course. Um, we got classic J Live 499. I love Dustin. I love Dustin Rhodes and all his mini characters from seven to black rain. If AW wanted to use a Go Dust character, is it at all possible? No. 
No, WWE would own the rights and the trademark to that character. Now, with Vince gone, do you think that if he uses Gold Dust, um, well, I don't think Tony will want to do it from a business standpoint because he wouldn't get any cut of it unless he yeah. works somehow him getting a cut and it's not even worth it. But I have noticed a couple subtle things that uh, they've shifted away from since uh, Vince has been gone. One of them being uh, Vince didn't like the WrestleMania uh, being um, promoted by numbers. That's why he stopped. Uh, yeah, he, he, he stopped people saying WrestleMania and then a number. Now they're bringing back the numbers. So WrestleMania and, 40 is a thing now. And another another. Vince thing that was clear was after every single match, they would point to that sign like morons. Mm. Thank God that went away. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, bro! Please. Now, now, now you just now you just kind of do a Christian Cage thing, like uh, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. That's what LA Knight did. Yeah. <laughs> LA Knight did. Um, all right, we got one more. We got MJR two two one one. I live in the UK and never awake to Super Chat Live. Thanks both uh, for what you do. Vince, you're writing Major Childhood. You're the GOAT. Bro, I swear. I, You know, again, guys, I, I just because I know, oh, you're negative about everything they do. No, no bro, my, my, my time is valuable to me. Listen, Chris, I'm going back and I'm, I'm re-watching The Sopranos, okay? Bro, th there's a lot of things I don't like on that show. Mm -hmm. okay but there are a lot of things i do like there's a lot of things i don't like on that show but my point is bro you got six weeks between now and wrestlemania mm -hmm. let's face it bro the two biggest draws of wrestlemania are going to be roman reigns and the rock yeah. Let, let's be honest yeah. you can't sit down and plot out what we are going to do with roman reigns and the rock the next six weeks on SmackDown and Raw, you can't plot out six weeks. Right. And like I said, bro, th this this is the message to me. WrestleMania is this big thing, this huge thing. Every WrestleMania, we got to sign WrestleMania, WrestleMania, WrestleMania. Well, I guess it's not important enough for the two biggest stars to show up to the to these shows. I'm mm -hmm. I'm sorry, bro. That's my takeaway. So what? They're gonna they're gonna have them on SmackDown this on on Friday, and then what, bro? Another two weeks before we see them again. Mm -hmm. like, come on, bro. Like. Do you think that WWE is kind of being petty to USA since the deal is going to be up soon and just kind of withholding things from them and not causing that big buzz around USA? Oh, not if they're still going to be in business with them for SmackDown. They're, they're, yeah. still, they're still going to be in business with them, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, that's, just, that's, it's like, come on, guys. Like, give, yeah. me, a, give me a break, man. And even with that, it would make it would make even sense that they're bringing SmackDown stars over the Raw to transition the USA over to SmackDown. It would yeah. make sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got Zoo Bear, five dollars. Doctor and Russo sounds like a really good podcast name. By the I way. like that. Yeah. Explain the psychology on the next super chat as it may relate to the issues to Sad Man, especially wrestling fans being angry too. Oh, cool. Thanks. Another so $20. My God. Ask Doc this, but I want to ask with you both here since Season of Love is here. Thoughts on the rise of lonely man with modern dating 
and how can men strive in the dating market and survive modern dating also may have help wrestling fans. I love these. I love these kind of questions, man. This is up my alley, but yeah, well, take it, know, take it, I, take I, it away, bro. What's your What's your just Cliff Notes thoughts on on that on that answer on that question? You know, bro. Listen, man. I lived in a world. I grew up in a world, bro. My grandfather was my idol, and he was as Sicilian and as Italian as they come. And my grandfather was a man's man. Okay, bro, I grew up in a world where men were men. Men are not men anymore, bro. Men, men, men are mamby-pamby, bro. And they act mamby-pamby and they look mamby-pamby. And be a man, bro. Be a man. And, and a big part of being a man, bro, is being confident. Be confident in yourself. Be strong, bro. Be proud. Be steadfast, bro. You know, men, men men need to be men in 2024. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, I'll just give. So I answered this question on uh, Pancakes and Power Slams uh, uh, last week. So so please uh, go check that out in detail. Um, uh, as as many know, I'm a, I'm a therapist. I do couples therapy um, and I talk a lot about relationships and I'm blessed to be in a wonderful relationship with a lot of, uh, with, with just great moments. You know, there's, there's a lot of scorn. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, just jaded thinking when it comes to relationships in many ways. Um, relationships is just not the same anymore, man, because the expectations are different. It's not uh, it's it's not what can I do for you is what you can do for me when it comes to a lot of relationships. Um, it's just it's that's become the culture here in America, man. And you cannot thrive in a relationship going into a relationship saying, OK, what can you do for me? You know, that's 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 that don't even sound right. You know, I mean, like that, that, that that's coming into a relationship horribly because you're not saying. Uh, I'm a contribution. Uh, I can compliment you or you can compliment me. It's there's a need that I'm always going to set you to the, to the standard of that need. If that needs not met, then we're going to have some problems. And so it, it becomes an issue. A lot of times when I do, when I do therapy to people, uh, when, when I, when I, uh, help people out, they say this thing and I, and I stop and I stop them every time because I, I don't like it clinically. It's not, it's not a good phrase. They say, man, you know, our relationship is supposed to be 50, 50, you know, I say, Nope, stop, pause right there. Time out. That's where the problem is because what you're doing is you're saying, I'm supposed to bring half of half of the relationship and expect you to bring the rest. And that's the problem. No, I'm cool by myself. I'm independent. I'm strong. I'm I'm successful. I'm bringing a hundred to the relationship. You're bringing a hundred to relationship, and then we can complement each other on strengths and areas of opportunity. And that's what makes a relationship work. So that's my that's my take on it from a clinical relationship uh, standpoint. So. Vince Russo, let the people know where to find you, my man. 
Yeah, guys, right now, if you've never been a member of my Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC and get a free week of the brand. You can listen to all the shows for a week. No obligation. It'll cost you nothing. Patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. Yes, indeed. And uh, go for your YouTube page is what? Uh, my YouTube has seven seventeen hundred free videos, bro. YouTube.com forward slash Vince Russo brand. Yes, very nice. Uh, YouTube.com slash Vince Russo brand. Follow me at Chris Prolific. Follow him at D Vince Russo. Go check out uh, Pancakes and Power Slams. People like Zoo Bear, who's a huge supporter of the show, <clears throat> he asks those type of questions. So not only uh, do I bring in our pro wrestling stuff, I bring in psychology. I'm a psychology doctor. That's uh, that's that's what I bring to the point of wrestling. And then people start asking me stuff about uh, relationships and all types of uh, psychology advice, and it becomes really really fun. And so we have a great time over there. So that's Tuesdays, actually, right following, right after. Uh, my unscripted show with Bill Atta. Uh, jump right into Pancakes and Power Sam's right after that. So that's uh, that's uh, YouTube.com slash Pancakes and Power Sam's. Go hit a sub there. This guy right here is Vince Russo. I am Dr. Chris. This is the Legion Raw. Have a good night, everybody. Solo. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. There we go. Solo. Uh -huh. <laughs>